Hello. You are listening to the Grieving Parents Sharing Hope podcast. We are here to walk with parents on their unwanted journey of child loss, guiding them to a place of hope, light, and purpose, not in spite of their child's death, but as a way to honor his or her life. And now, here is your host, author, speaker, and bereaved parent, Laura Deal. Today's podcast episode is sponsored by Richard and Larie Lorenz in memory of their son, Rodney. Rodney Dean Lorenz was born September 18, 1970, while his dad was in Vietnam. Rodney grew up as a military kid and lived in several places, which helped him make friends easily. Rodney loved the color yellow, saying it was a happy color. He enjoyed hiking, camping, and visiting nearby wildlife parks in the Black Hills. He especially enjoyed getting together with gamers in role-playing games. Rodney was known as a counselor to family, friends, and even business contacts. He was loving and giving, pointing people to the Lord Jesus. Rodney is very missed by those who knew him. Thank you, Richard and Larie, for sponsoring today's episode. Hi, thank you for spending some time with me here today. I want to read an email I received a couple of weeks ago and then talk about my response. This email says, Hi, Laura. I wanted to thank you for writing your article. I did not lose a child, but I just lost my brother, who was 29, a month ago. I am a Christian, and I've really struggled with something that you described so well and no one else talks about. When my brother passed, I really struggled because I keep being angry at God that I am still here on earth and I can't be with him, stuck in my pain here. I also have OCD, and it is stuck in my head that I will want to die to get to heaven, which really scares me and is a fear. I know heaven is great, but I also really need to be here with my family. Was there anything that helped you get over that phase? I really appreciate any insight you have. You are literally the only person I've read an article of or talked to that even addresses this topic with grieving. Thank you. It gave me hope. Well, I want to say this is very common for those of us in deep grief, especially for those of us who have lost a child. Most of us, we're not suicidal. We just don't want to be here anymore. We could have cared less if COVID-19 had shortened our time here. So I thought I would share my thoughts on how I answered this email in this podcast episode in case it can help anyone else. First of all, my response was trying to be present with what was going on around me, even in the painful fog. I know that can be really hard because our minds are so scattered and we're in this fog. And honestly, I don't even remember the first couple of years much of that at all after Becca died. But I do know it's important to do what you can to focus on being present in the moment. If there's something going on that's important, try your best to focus on the people who are in front of you and just be present in what's going on around you. The second thing I shared with her is if something made me want to smile or laugh, I did my best to allow myself to do so and not to feel guilty 
for being happy for a brief moment, knowing that my daughter was not here to be part of it. I know that's something that almost every single one of us struggles with. We feel guilty for being happy. We feel guilty for laughing because our child isn't here. And that's not something to feel guilty about. And I, I kept trying to tell myself that because I had other perievers who were ahead of me on this journey telling me it's okay to laugh and it's okay to smile and have those moments. It's okay because the grief will come right back. It's not like the grief is gone. And so we need those moments. And so allow yourself to have them when they come. Another thing is that we tend to think, how can I be happy when my daughter is dead and can't be happy? But the thing is, that's not true. Our children are very happy right now. How could they not be living in perfect love, perfect acceptance, no sickness, no betrayals, no sadness, all the good things that we want for them here, they are experiencing now as far as completeness and, and emotions and just perfection and glory. They are experiencing a happiness that is beyond anything we can experience here. And I know we feel disappointed, you know, like maybe my child didn't have a chance to get married. My child didn't have a chance to go to school. My child didn't get a, have a chance to have children or have grandchildren. And so we really feel sorry for them with that. But I really, truly believe that where they are, it is perfection. And they are not missing the things that we feel like they're missing out on. They are in a place of such perfection and completeness that anything that makes us feel complete here, we're going to feel even more complete and whole there. So it's okay to be happy here. It's okay to enjoy life again here because your child is enjoying life in the next season of life, in the next step of life, you know, in, in heaven, they are enjoying their life and they are very happy. And so it's okay for me or for you to have moments of happiness and, and to allow that back into your life again. Now, my last thought is asking myself if Becca would want me to live out the rest of my life just living in a shell, waiting to die, waiting to be with her. Or would she be upset with me and want me to figure out how to live again and still have a life of meaning and purpose? Well, this past week, we had our local GPS Hope Share and Care group, and we were talking along this line. And one of the moms said, I know what my daughter would say. She would say, Mom, get over it. And we all kind of laughed. Why do we feel this way? Especially those of us who have other children or a loving spouse or grandchildren, or maybe we have siblings or parents or other family members or really good friends that we're very close to. We know in our heads we have a reason to stay or maybe many reasons to stay, but our heart just does not seem to line up with that. We can even tell ourselves that they don't really need me. They can get along without me. Matthew 6.21 says that where your treasure is, your heart will be also. And so, yes, our children are some of our greatest treasures that we will ever have here on this earth. And so when one of those treasures is gone and is now in heaven, of course, our heart is going to be in heaven with that treasure that is there. Do you remember the woman who had 10 silver coins and she lost one? We can find that in Luke chapter 18. 
The parable that Jesus told says that she turned her house upside down to find it. And that's how we feel. It's something so valuable has has been lost for us. And we want to go find it. We want to go find our child. I know several years ago, the Lord showed Dave that it's kind of like in Luke 15 when Jesus was talking about the shepherd leaving the 99 to go find the one. That's kind of how we feel. We want to go find our child because we want to make sure they're safe and they're okay. But when we think about it, that actually might be a bit backwards. I can still get very concerned and I'll admit worried about what my children or grandchildren are going through, some of the struggles they have, and I cover them in prayer. And when I pray, all of a sudden, I still have times, it's like, who am I missing? It's like, oh, Becca, I I don't need to pray for her anymore, right? And I try not to live in fear with these things that I see my kids and grandchildren going through, but I don't have any of that for Becca. She's not the one who's lost, and she's not the one who might be in trouble and need my help. She's the one who's with the shepherd and safe. I don't need to go find her. I need to stay here for those who still love me and need me in their life. And you do too. So I know this was short, but I hope this was a help to you. Are you starting to feel some chilly days here and there as fall works its way toward us? Did you know that GPS Hope has some attire that you can wear to keep you warm? We have long sleeve t-shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies, fleece jackets, and guess what's on them? It's what I say at the end of every podcast. Hold on, pain eases, there is hope. So you can not only wear something that will keep you warm, but it's a great reminder to yourself and others around you that there is hope to get past the darkness and want to live again, just like I was talking about. Each of these shirts comes in a variety of colors. To check them out, go to our web store, which is gpshope.org store, and click on the tab that says Hope Merchandise, and I'll also put a link to that in the show notes. Let's go ahead with today's birthday segment. Elijah Hubble was born on September 17th and is forever eight years old. Rodney Lorenz was born on September 18th and is forever 49. Acacia Gordson was born on September 19th and is forever 15. Rachel Teresas was born on September 21st and is forever 22. Nicole Zanoni Rimaldo was born on September 17th and is forever 16 months old. Alyssa Barker was born on September 22nd and is forever 33. We celebrate the day these children came into the world and into the lives of their families. We know it will always be a special day. If you would like to have your child's birthday announced the week of his or her birthday, I would love to be able to do that for you. All you have to do is go to gpshope.org slash birthdays. Just fill out that little form, submit the information, and I will announce your child's birthday the week of his or her birthday. And Dave will also send you an email to remind you to listen that week. 
I want to say thank you again to Richard and Larie for sponsoring today's episode in honor and memory of their son, Rodney. If you would like to sponsor an episode, it's only a $50 donation to GPS Hope, and you get to choose the week you would like to have your child remembered and honored. So go to the Donate tab at gpshope.org and click on Sponsor a Podcast Episode. I would love the opportunity to share your child with the other listeners. Now, before I wrap things up today, I want to share some personal information with you about what is going on with Dave and I right now, which is one reason why this episode is so short. Some of you already know, but we will not be pulling out in the Hopemobile this fall and traveling around in the warmer southern states through the winter months. There are just a lot of things going on here at home in Wisconsin with our family, our kids and our grandkids, that we just feel like we want and need to stay around to be part of. So our Home on Wheels will stay parked at our seasonal campground site here in Wisconsin through the winter. We don't know if this is for just this year or if it's permanent. We just don't know. We're just taking it for this year for now. This meant that we had to look for an apartment which also meant I needed to get a part-time job to cover the rent and help with the utilities. So I am now employed at Ross. It's like a TJ Maxx. So on Mondays and Tuesdays, I start at 6 a.m. to help with clearance pricing, and then I work two or three other days a week, and I either cashier, I work the floor picking up after customers, putting stock items on the shelf, that kind of a thing. I also work for my son and daughter-in-law. Angie and Jameson now own a cheer and tumbling gym, and so I run the front desk for them on Sundays and Mondays evenings, checking in the athletes, taking payments, answering the phone, those kinds of a thing. So the transition of working, well, I guess if you put the two jobs together, I probably work about 25 to 30 hours a week, and it's been interesting. I do enjoy both jobs and it doesn't really wear me out or anything like that. It has just been a huge adjustment with my time and learning how to still get things done for GPS Hope in a much tighter window. And I want to share with you what the next few weeks look like for us. So we get the keys to our apartment on the 25th of this month. We're planning to move in the things that we need that are stored at our oldest son's house on the 27th. Now we sold most of our furniture before we moved into the Hope Mobile and hit the road for the last five years. So we don't have much furniture. It's just kind of your odds and ends that you pack up that I wanted to keep. So we're moving those things on the 27th. Uh, we do have a living room set and a mattress being delivered that day. And then we leave for our ministry time on the grief cruise on the 31st. So we're gone for that, and then we arrive back home on October 8th, and then we start packing and moving everything from the Hope Mobile, which is our day-to-day -day life stuff, to the apartment on October 11th, just in time before they close the campground for the season. So these next few weeks are just jam-packed with what's going on, plus, you know, this new job transition. Also in there is Becca's death anniversary, which is October 12th, and we'll be hitting year 12. And so, I don't know, the busyness of ministry, working two jobs and moving it just might be a blessing because I just never know how I'm going to do from year to year with that. So these next few podcast episodes might be short ones like this one, but I am committed to doing my very best. I still have something here for you each week. So if you think of it, 
Please keep Dave and I in your prayers for the next few weeks as we take on this crazy schedule and get settled into an apartment. Thank you so much. Okay, so let's wrap this up for today. There is one more thing I can share with you that may help if you have the same question or you're struggling with the same thing, and that is to just take one day, one hour, even one breath at a time. Let yourself off the hook. Give yourself a lot of grace. I recently posted on Facebook something that said, on the days you only have 40% to give and you gave 40%, you gave 100%. So whatever that percentage is, 20 or 10 or even 5% or less, this is still true for you. Do what you can and let go of what you can't. So these are some specific things that I could think of that I did to get through that beginning time of not wanting to be here anymore. Some of you may want me to tell you how long that takes, but there's no answer to that. Some of us take two to three years. Some can take up to 10 or more. I will say, though, that if you intentionally do things to help work through your grief and you believe there is hope, Or maybe there's hope because if other people got through it, maybe I can too. I don't know how, but I still have God. And maybe even if I'm mad at him or confused or angry or struggling with that relationship, I still know he is in me. And so there's got to be hope. There's got to be a way through this. That's how I was. You know, you have those kinds of thoughts. It will probably be on the shorter side for you. But if you are insistent that it's not going to be that way for me, this is always going to be horrible. I'm never going to smile again. This is never going to get better. Those kinds of thoughts, then it's going to take much longer because that means you're not willing to do anything to work your way out of the suffocating darkness because you don't think it's possible. So you're not even going to try to get back into a place of light and life again. Your life can have meaning and purpose again, and it is not in spite of your child's death, but because of his or her life. So hold on. Pain eases. There is hope.